Hello, and welcome to Disney Minus, the podcast where we are cursed by some kind of uncaring <laughs> god to watch everything on Disney Plus, and I do mean everything. I'm Nero, and I'd like to start out by congratulating Artemis Fowl for no longer being on the bottom of my list. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh fuck! Damn. Oh jeez! Well, I'm yeah. Steven, and I was forced to live in the trash because I like hugs and dancing. <laughs> I'm Kat, and the only good thing I can say about this movie is at least it stopped us from getting a Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel. Is that good? I, th- I think that's a good thing. This movie did so bad that it canceled like a bunch of other movies. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, I will say the only positive I found was that it stopped Disney from remaking Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget the... Uh, oh, God, the what? Wait. Hang on, they were going to make a fucking remake of Yellow Submarine? Yes, Why? A- according to IMDb, at least, they were planning a Yellow Submarine remake that they were going to do in mocap like they did with this one. It's just baffling. Yeah, what I found backs that up too because I had I found that they were they had planned a film based on the Nutcracker, the Roger Rabbit sequel, the Yellow Submarine remake, and a kaiju esque movie called Calling All Robots. And this movie killed all of them. Yeah, I guess you know. Yeah, I guess a Roger Rabbit sequel after that long probably wouldn't have been good. No, and just it didn't need it was wrapped up. It didn't need a sequel. I know they were trying to make a Roger Rabbit 2 shortly after the first one came out, but that fell through, so I guess they were just... Yeah. And at this long, at this long now, they would have to basically reboot Roger Rabbit, which is not done. Yeah, well, we Roger have. Rabbit is kind of a reboot of Roger Rabbit. That's all thing. A little true. Um, not to mention a lot of the humor that they had in that movie probably would not fly today. <laughs> you know, Mars Needs Moms is... A movie. Ugly... Annoying, unfunny. Yeah, has some of the wackiest gender politics I've ever seen. Ugly, <laughs> really Anno- stupid. Annoying, ugly. I did, find one, I did find one thing that might have potentially made this more annoying, but luckily they didn't do it. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, so now it's green. only extremely annoying instead of making me want to like shove an ice pick into my ears well in this case seth green he did the motion capture for milo and he oh, was right. also supposed to voice him but they i guess finally oh. clicked in that having seth green voice a little kid outside of you know family guy probably wasn't going to work really well. oh man i'm just imagining milo with with chris griffin's voice oh <laughs> They apparently did record a fair amount of audio because apparently, like the first couple trailers that came out, were still using Seth Green voice. Well, good thing they changed their mind on that at least. Now, if only they could have changed yeah. their mind on you know the whole movie. Yeah, yeah who who would have thought Seth else. Green doesn't sound like a nine year old? Weird, right? And that's not hating on Seth Green because normally I like Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green is a fine performer. It's just that he's not he's not someone who can sound like a kid. No. The no. youngest he could pull off, I mean, and obviously Family Guy didn't count, because whatever, but, like, I liked him in Buffy, like, when he was Oz, like, that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the youngest he really could have gone. Yes, yeah, see, Steven remembers. I liked him in Buffy. I've seen, like, the first right, let's, three seasons of Buffy. Anyway. So. Let's talk a little bit about the cast that is, unfortunately, saddled to this movie. Um, yeah. Joan Cusack is here. Yeah. And I don't really badly. know why... Because she's kind of like the... She, whenever she shows up in a movie, she tends to be the mom character. 
Okay, yeah, but also she's like a, a good and respected actor. Well, true. Yeah. I mean, and she was also, wasn't she? Yeah, she was Jesse in Toy Story 2. Yeah, that's so like... speaking voice, yeah. I mean, granted, she has about 15 lines in this movie, so they probably only had her for like a day. Right. Um, well, they probably. Oh, yeah. But someone, she needs to fire. I hope she fired her agent at that time because holy right. shit, yeah. never um, sign me on got, for this shit again. Yes, yeah, yeah. Seth Dusky is Milo. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia link. I'm, I assume he's just some child actor that Disney had in their fucking stables at the time. Probably. Um, he was like on some fucking Disney Channel sitcom. Dan Fogler as Gribble. Um, yeah. Who? Yeah. Most people he's are most familiar with Dan Fogler right now. He is uh, Jacob in, in that their Fantastic Beast movies. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, basically, the only he's... part of those movies that anyone has any affection towards at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, he seems fine. Unfortunately, in this movie, he is trying so so hard to be jack black yeah it's and i didn't see anything confirming this but it really feels like his part was originally written for jack black or something yeah it like everything about gribble makes me think that they really wanted jack black for that role and even jack black said no yeah well jack black doesn't have to fucking like he'll he'll he has done plenty of dumb movie projects but i think he looked at this and said no right and I like Jack not Black. Today. Like, I love him in Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that he was not tied to this thing. Right. Uh, Mindy Sterling as the supervisor. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Once again, I. So her role, mostly until the very, very end of the movie, where she got dialogue through a translator, is just speaking gibberish. Is she the? She's yeah. the alien chick, right? Yeah, she's like the yeah. old lady alien. The one with her hair like slicked back. Yeah, that's where I know her face. Oh my god, I didn't, I didn't realize she was in Austin Powers. Yeah, she's Frau Farbissena. Yeah. And Elizabeth Hanra I don't really know how to say her last name. Well, she's. Key. I don't know. This is all another. From. Yeah, it's, she seems to be mostly a TV actress. She's in a lot of Apparent- like CSI was- type stuff. Apparently she was in Adventures in Wonderland back in like the early on Wong, yeah. is her last name. I on think Wong. I might have seen this. I Wikipedia'd it. Wikipedia. She was in it. a Christmas Kiss too. Ooh, but... <laughs> she's in something so, yeah, called not really, That's a name. <laughs> not really a whole lot of star power here in this movie, and and it, you really uh, Joan Cusack is the only. Real actor of note at the time. Of course, Dan Fogler is a little bit more, more well-known today, but back then it was definitely not, like, yeah. a guy people knew. Uh, this is also technically adapted from a children's book. Um, yeah. And, you know, whenever you adapt a movie from a children's book, it's always... It never really works, in, in my experience. Um... Here's, you know, another another famous children's book adaptation that Robert Zemeckis had a hand in. Uh, the Polar Express is oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> I did not uh, Oh, yeah, that. I should say that the Zemeckis was... Yeah, no. It's very scary. Uh, the Polar <laughs> Express is a very scary film. 
Except for the one kid, yeah, who I think pretty much every single audience member would agree that they wanted to punch and then shove off the train. Yeah, the the fucking <laughs> Mandark kid, yeah. the guy, the guy voiced by Eddie Deason. Uh huh. I think that's like um, the one thing everybody can agree on about that film is that kid needed to be pushed off the train. Oh yeah. So wait a whoa! <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, God. Wait a minute. Oh, God. I just learned something about the director of this movie. Because, of course, Robert Zemeckis is only the producer. Uh Uh-huh. And it used his technology for mocap very poorly, I might add. Um, The director for this movie is named Simon Wells. Oh, no. Who is the great-grandson of H.G. Wells. Oh, shit. No! Author of The the Time Machine. How how do you get from H.G. Wells... (laughs) To Mars needs moms. How the I, mighty I have just, fallen. How many bad life choices. It's just baffling. Also, he was one of the co-directors of Prince of Egypt. Oh, no, see, I like that one. Oh, hey, look at that. He directed the uh, what is this? 2002 adaptation of the Time Machine. Check that out. Yes. <laughs> adaptation of which one? You cut out again. The Time Machine. Uh, the Time Machine. <laughs> oh, there was oh, a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this was his last oh. film. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. His last, his last director credit. Anyway, he's he's done some story art and whatnot, but like, man, what a movie to they, come on. <laughs> they didn't give him any other director credits after this one. Uh, he also directed Balto, We're Back, and An American Tale. So he was a an Amblin animation guy for a while there. And those are some good ones. Like Balto Solid, American Tale, yeah. I did Prince of Egypt. I know, right? Prince of I mean Yeah, he was he was a he was a co-director. Um I assume most of these cuz mo- a lot of animated films have have multiple directors. So I assume yep, that's a good We're Back was co-directed Balto. Oh, no, Balto was a solo direction yeah. job, so and then American Tale, yep, American Tale was co-directed. So he he is he he held the reins on Balto, um, and <laughs> then in 2011, Mars Needs Moms came out, and then uh, you know we're really just stalling to avoid talking about the the film. Yeah, it's really just it's bad, wretched. I mean, we got to do it though, guys. I know. All right, does anyone have wanna. any more trivia? Any more trivia at all about um, Mars Needs Moms? I have one. I have some funny trivia about it. Uh, this this film's budget was one hundred and fifty million dollars, and they gross. Tell us how much it actually grossed, Nero. In the, in the double thirty nine point <laughs> two million, less yep. than a than a fucking third. Double that's budget. not even a third. That's so sad. It is really, and that is like worldwide, right? It's oh, ooh. very good. Let me let me just check. The only thing I've found that I'm not even going to say entertained me, it just kind of made me go, huh, is that I did like the fact <laughs> that the cat's name is Cujo. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Comparing it to our other our other famous flop, uh, John Carter, that we covered earlier, a a, a better movie about Mars. Um, not by much. I never thought you'd... The budget for John Carter was, you know, around $306 million. It grossed 284 million at the box office still a flop but not a catastrophic one this yeah, movie not, not, not as bad as this this movie uh exploded like on the fucking runway i would say this movie pulled a challenger but at least the challenger got off the ground <laughs> damn that 
seems like uh, image movers pissed off pixar at this point because at this point pixar was like you're stepping on our turf now apparently this was done by image movers digital and after this movie i'm sure there was probably more going into the decision than just this image movers digital stopped existing oh image movers Image Movers Digital is Robert Zemeckis' animation oh, geez. house. Yeah. It rolled back into just yeah, regular Image Movers after this. Didn't you see that Disney... Yeah, it was. this was the last film by Image Movers Digital, and they dissolved it and absorbed it, or reabsorbed it into just Image Movers. Yeah, they, um... Their, you know, CG animation stuff before the spate of mocap <laughs> Uh, animated movies here in the mid 2000s mostly was VFX for films like Contact, Castaway, fucking Forrest uh, yeah. Gump. Um, but yeah, of course they they were responsible for the Polar Express, Monster House, Beowulf, A Christmas Carol, and this film. All of those weird mocap. I think I films. only saw Beowulf. Uh, Beowulf is it's I remember none right. of it. Um there's pretty much literally there's pretty much literally no reason for it to be mocap. Um, no, I take it back. I remember so, wasn't Angelina Jolie? Yeah. yeah, Angelina Jolie was in it and she's like a, a weird She was Brendel's yeah. daughter. Yeah, and literally she's like a she's, she's sort of coated in you know those those hard uh, chocolate like yeah. fudge shells. Yeah, she, she her she was she was basically in a gold one of those. So she was like totally naked, but you couldn't see anything because she was just covered in gold. Yeah, like the only and she had a scorpion. Yeah, that was tail, like the I only think. monster. Part and Grindel was a monster, so yeah. I mean, they can't make Angelina Jolie too ugly because it's Angelina Jolie. And then he, and then she and uh, Beowulf fucked yeah. and yeah. made a dragon. Yep. Um. Yep. That movie's weird. John Malkovich was there. Um. <laughs> Which is not something you can say about Mars Needs Moms, because John Malkovich was too good for this one. <laughs> let's, let's, sorry, my first note is fuck I mean, you. yeah, um, that's a good note. No real reason. Like, it was just, that was just my feeling about being, being made to watch uh, this thing, this monstrosity. So we, you know, we, we start... Alright, I immediately have beef with the opening of this. Um, why is all of the Martian unsubtitled? Thank you! Yes, oh my god. Credit to them for... Why are they speaking Martian at all? Credit to them for, I guess, wanting to go the extra mile and coming up with an alien language. But at least give us subtitles on it. Yeah, at least do something. It's like the fucking Star Wars holiday special where all the dialogue is unsubtitled Wookiee like, grunts. <laughs> and it's like, what am I supposed to at do with I this? At first I thought, okay, maybe Disney might, Disney Plus just wants me to turn them on for whatever so I went over to captioning and nope you turn it on and it just says speaking Martian and I'm like thanks yeah no there's there's no translation I mean you can kind of pick up what they're talking about based on what they're doing in the scene yeah. I guess you get but... like the gist of it but yeah. so we, we see a couple of uh, like we see the supervisor in key here speaking complete fucking gibberish because they're speaking Martian uh, I hate the fucking they're aliens so bad. in this movie they look oh so oh yeah no bad. another complaint i had because my first note is why did the babies poke out of the ground ass first it um yeah we start the supervisor who looks kind of like a like a raisin that got left <laughs> on the train tracks for too long that's yeah, sort of what much. she looks like um and I got, yeah not wrong is the thing 
And then, alright, so, basically, they're like, yeah, we gotta get a mom. They're looking at security footage of moms, which is the thing that they have. Uh, Mars has a massive, it's like, surveillance yeah, network set up around Earth that nobody knows about. That's yeah, cut, terrifying. Cut to the mom, mom cam. Yeah, I was about to say, cut to the mom cam. Their favorite uh, tag to look up on certain websites <laughs> is obviously MILF. <laughs> Mars needs MILFs. Um... <laughs> So, one of my first notes here is we see them loading up this ship to go to Earth to kidnap a mom. They, so Key is the, like, sort of Martian character that we get to learn about later. Right. And for some fucking reason is Gribble's love interest. Oh. Why didn't they make, they gave, they gave her extremely defined ass cheeks and huge hips. So clearly, the fuck animators is... wants to clap alien cheeks. Yeah, what the fuck is going on there, uh, Mr. I, Wells? Oh no! It's very like I, I was like, like, what the fuck is going on there? Because none of the, it's so strange. But <laughs> we get to Earth. It's time for <laughs> Earth. It's time for Earth. And listen, I'm not. I'm not gonna say no one should want to fuck aliens. That's fine. <laughs> but if it's these <laughs> ones, though, I've seen Doctor Who. These aliens, though, <laughs> like. They look like what the, the, the I can't even describe how fucked they're these Martians so look. There's just something about that. Their faces are yes, too smooth. Yes, their faces are too smooth. Like There's, their faces, their, are... their body plan makes no goddamn sense. Like uh, they got like they got, hooves. They got like they got horse yeah, legs. Yeah, they got horse legs. Their hips are just just a bar. Their hips are just a fucking their bar. Their hips are fucking gigantic. Yeah, like, why do they have such huge hips? They don't, I, I guess they lay eggs. I don't really know how the, I, I guess the, the first thing we actually see is babies birthed out uh, of the Earth, or I guess out of the Mars. Um, and these babies are I the scariest fucking them. thing They're I've ever seen good. in my life. And we've seen They're, <laughs> they are like, they're hairy for some reason. I don't why? like it. I have never... It, Outside of Star Wars, seen hairy aliens. They're always smooth skinned. I mean, they exist, but yeah. But, but, but at least the Wookiees are like. Yeah. They're full body fur. Yeah. They're, like, they're like bears. These things are like. They're like monkeys. They look like monkeys with very really fucked up yeah, faces, but know. also they lose all that hair as they grow up. They aren't as hairy. Yeah, they're just. Oh, God, no, they're terrifying. Anyway, we get to earth joan cusack is here as mom i don't she even have a name she's that. mom um no yeah she's, milo's mom we meet milo yeah and i gotta tell you this kid sucks he's this kid he's fucking such a sucks piece of shit. i hate this little shit he poisons yeah. his own cat like fuck off you little shit I and mean, he is just uh well, I get we the had whole a good point. Milo when we watched Atlantis, and now he sat there and he's ruined the name Milo with this one. Yeah. By the way, I wasn't here for your favorite Martian, but is this it the worst Mars-related film we've watched on this podcast? I think so. I honestly because at least think your favorite Martian like has my favorite Martian. Yeah, like doesn't that have at least have Jeff Goldblum in it? It does. I'm pretty. That's sure. something. <laughs> That's something. This has nothing. Uh. So. Fucking, I don't know, man. Milo is just like he's a he's a little fucking shit. He he doesn't want to eat his broccoli. Yeah, he just his... wants to watch a shitty zombie movie. 
his dad was supposed to take yeah, no, the they, movie, they but his fright got canceled. I don't know. It's all that bullshit. That would have probably been better. He, whatever he wants to see involves vampires like taking over a submarine. Yeah, it's like zombie. Oh, which, which reminds yeah, me, I gotta watch Blood Red it Sounds Sky like a way better place. movie than this. And you know, his mom is just trying her best, but this little brat is just like. I don't know. He says this like you told me to go to bed, but you just you told me to get in bed. He just said go to bed. Like fuck off. If you eat all of your dinner, I'm gonna throw you in a wood chip. What does his ass do? Yeah, and then he and he feeds a whole plate of broccoli to his fucking cat, and of course the cat throws up because cats aren't supposed to eat broccoli. I have yet to meet a cat that would willingly eat broccoli. Yeah, this cat. I don't know why that cat did that. That cat (laughs) usually has to eat one and then go and then leave it. Well, wow, this cat's yeah. name is this cat's name is Cujo, which is a weird yeah. name for a cat. Weirder name for a dog for different reasons. Like, but at least if it was a dog, it would make sense. Right. I mean, unless that's a total asshole cat, which is possible. And it like literally, if it was a dog, it would make more sense that it ate yeah, all they, of the broccoli and then threw it all up because dogs just do that. Right. Dogs <laughs> eat more of a broccoli. <laughs> My dog used to literally just eat her own turds back in the day until she gave herself a fucking UTI <laughs> and stopped. She, she did actually God. learn. Some dogs don't learn. Uh-huh. Yeah, dogs are disgusting and will eat anything you put in front of them, so it makes sense if it were a dog named Kujo. <laughs> the cat... Fucking maybe which, maybe the cat dogs was, were too hard the to cat's animate. Got, the cat's they had to change it to a cat. Yeah, yeah, the cat is only in one scene. You don't actually, you don't really actually see the cat. God. The cat has more uh, character until... development in one scene. <laughs> oh. So yeah, he gets sent to bed without TV. He's jumping on the bed like a prick, and then he says, "I, w- I yes. wish I didn't have a mom. I'd be sort way of. happier." Which makes his mom cry. Fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself, Milo. You suck. And at least he recognized he should probably yeah, apologize for that, but only book, after, like, a few hours. Like, yeah, he fucking reads a comic book, and then, like, then he decides maybe he should apologize. Like, I don't know, man, maybe you should, like, yeah, dog. see how bad you made your mom feel and apologize right there, you fucking turd. No, he won't. But, and so, he makes the baffling decision, I'm gonna go into the other room still within my house to apologize to my mom i better put on my hoodie and my tennis shoes yeah he's gonna go you know wake her up um to apologize and go you know i will say this 10 minutes Uh, yeah we're going to mars that's pretty all right that's 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 good pacing i guess we're not wasting too much time um Although I do say he he definitely as oh as God, he fucking jumps onto this rocket, which totally looks like a butt plug. Um, he definitely yeah. should have been squished into like a, a fine paste by the landing gear that he hops onto. Yeah, why is there an entire room that the landing gear folds into? That is not how anything works. That's not how that works. Like, he should be a fucking, like, <laughs> mess. They should deploy the landing gear and oh. goop should fall out. 
Or at least he should be, like, crushed yeah. by the weight of the fucking G-forces going through a wormhole, because he's not in the cabin. I'm sure they're, that, like, the, the fucking landing gear isn't exactly shielded, because no one's supposed to be in there. Yeah, no, he should freeze, suffocate. The point is I want Milo to die in this movie to not happen. I really just want him to die, uh, but unfortunately he does, and he makes it to Mars and immediately gets captured. Uh, we hear a theremin, the, the, the national musical instrument of Mars, of course. Um, yeah, this is all. This is where I, I remarked on Key's extremely defined ass we cheeks, because sure we get like an ass shot of her walking somewhere at this point. Uh, there's a thing where like the supervisor is mad about graffiti that is kind of important, but I don't care. Um, it's like, oh, I bet Key is the one doing the graffiti. It's like weird flower patterns. Oh, you mean the yeah the the one Martian that one that we've seen anything of, and two that we explicitly see smile at it. Yeah, it's God. That's we'll get there. God, so yeah, we'll we'll get to Key's whole I don't hate Key as much as I do Grubba. Um, so Milo is broken out. Oh no, yeah, we're gonna get to the most detestable character I've seen in a very long time. So yeah, Milo gets broken out of his cell, and a voice tells him to go down shoot three. And I gotta say, this kid's dumb as shit because he's. Like watching the lights go out and hearing these these soldiers to, coming after him. You want me like, to oh, jump in there? Good Why? Shoot three. Who are you? What are you talking about? Why do you about? think? Oh. Like, Ugh. what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Why Milo, do, do better. In there, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna get chased by like they have laser guns. Uh, so he Ooh. jumps on the shoot and he sees wow <laughs> a whole planet of trash. <laughs> Uh, which is how I would describe this movie. Mm-hmm. He definitely has like super space tetanus as soon as you he lands on this trash pile. By the way, he's bouncing around all over it. This is a whole area where all like, they're doing is burning trash. So there's all kinds of like metal and plastic and shit just in the air. Oh, it must fucking stink. Also, that it must fucking it would smell stink. terrible. It would shred his lungs. Yeah, this kid has fucking black lung for sure. After all of this, ah. Um, it's gonna be on he, iron meets, long he meets a bunch of Martians that we later found out are the males. Oh um, God! This they, oh my! They play they play charades they, for a little bit. We'll we'll get there. We'll get to. They, them. We're okay, not gonna talk about so, this whole thing yet. We're not gonna talk about this dumb shit yet. We'll we'll get there once it comes up in the movie because I have a lot to say about whatever the fuck is going on with this movie's idea oh. of what gender is because it's real weird. Oh no! Not even that. Okay, so you know. You know the the stereotypes and the tropes that movies have for tribal societies. Just fucking all of them right here in this scene. Uh. They've the guys they've the the tri the tribal aliens that are covered in face paint and can't understand him. Which I mean, fair different language. It's bad species. They've got they've got they corvos and dreadlocks. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, right. and and granted, they... the girls that the few girls that we see up top also have similar hair texture so there is that but fuck guys they're also all super white looking because all the martians are white um bad luck everyone bad luck here but he gets and also i just hate this uh, scene of him like pantomiming yeah she washes my clothes she washes my clothes she washes my clothes 
Yeah, it's the lamest shit ever. Like the, the fucking charade scene and all of the other aliens do it, whatever. He gets grabbed by a parachute and we get to meet uh, Gribble. A man who thinks that he's cool enough to introduce himself on a Darth Vader reference. He thinks a lot of things about himself. Um, yeah. So Gribble is like a, a portly 40-year-old dude who has the energy of a 9-year-old and the interests of a 9-year-old, and that's not weird at all. No. And also, and they, he's just the most annoying motherfucker in the world. He does they, not shut up. No, and they they try to do the thing that like the Marvel movies do with Star Lord, where it's like he the last time he was on Earth was in the eighties, so that's all he knows is eighties stuff. But the thing is, no, Star Lord whole thing. has actual dialogue and character traits. On top of that, yeah, like he's just referencing also, he 80s. He doesn't shit. really talk about Earth that much. Like the thing about Star Wars is he doesn't really talk about Earth because he's got like bad memories wrapped up in that, so he really doesn't care about it that much. Um, but like all this guy, is, is all right, so referencing eighties stuff. Yeah, he's, he's he references He Man later, but he's like, yeah, I was a a secret astronaut as a part of Ronald Reagan's secret space force here to destroy interplanetary communism. Like, what? Yeah. What? what the fuck are you talking about? It turns out the U.S. Shut is trying up. to combat... It turns out the U.S. is trying to fight gay luxury space communism. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I don't know, man. I have a feeling that a lot of this was ad-libs. But it's Which... not funny. No. Ad-libbing works if you're, like, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah, if you're, like, good at it. Um, I'm sorry to say that Dan Fulger doesn't seem to be very good at it. At least they didn't let him be very good at it in this movie. I don't know, man. He, um... When he first sees Milo, he's like, Oh, man, another kid that's so cool. Which is, again, very strange. Very weird. Gribble is this, like stunted man-child who somehow also gets mad Martian pussy at the end of this movie? What the fuck is going on here? I hate it. As far as being a man-child, if you suddenly got catapulted to another planet... Sure, he does have an excuse for being like this, but also doesn't it stop it being weird? Well, yeah, wanting to clap Martian cheeks, there's no excusing that. Like... No, no, I get it. I get that part. The weird (laughs) part is the key wants his ass... Which is very strange. Um, regardless, at some point, Milo forces Gribble to tell him where his mom is by twisting his nipples? Yeah, oh my god, is that... Okay, I wasn't sure that if that was what they were he doing. He definitely twists his nipples there. Um, that is definitely what happens. Disney so, included a fucking interrogation purple nurple in this movie. And then Gribble says, the fact is, Mars needs moms. And we cut the credits, and I wished we did. I wish we did. I, I wish it's all we needed. I hate it. So I this hate is where it. we learn. I hate this is it. where we learn the really, really stupid bullshit of why Mars needs moms. So, apparently, Mars is like a matriarchal society obsessed with order. Um... And instead of 
parenting their children, they have built a fleet of nanny bots to do it. Which are but which are apparently know... also single use. They destroy the nanny bots. Yeah. Time. Sure. So here's the big thing. Yeah. So they every time a group of hatchlings is born, they have to kidnap a mom and fucking vaporize her to absorb her mom memories <laughs> to put into the nanny bots. By the power Why of mom they single, they, The single excuse that they give as to why they can't just reuse the nanny bots is the Gribbles, like, parenting is hard. They get burned out. It's like, shut the fuck up. They're robots. Like... You can't... Just, I'm sorry. You can't, like, split, like... Just throw that away and like a cutesy little line like that. Like, no, fuck off. What do you mean they're single use? Robots. The th- and the- also, they're all they're all raising a single child too. Yeah. The the thing the thing about robots, the advantage that they have over, okay, not the only advantage. One of the advantages they have over us meat sacks in the coming war is that they don't get tired. Yeah, they, like they, they as long as they are maintained, they can keep going. So you're telling me these robots get tired? And, uh, Whatever. And apparently all they do is hold the babies and spank them constantly. What the fuck what? is this? Yeah, we'd never see them doing anything close to parenting, really. Um, Not any kind of constructive parenting, anyway. Well... Yeah, it's just like, it's all punitive, I guess. But, it, like, the whole... Because th- later we learned the whole thing is that they want... Moms who are really good at controlling their kids, I guess. Maybe, um, maybe they kidnapped Spartan I'm... moms. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know, this. why did they? And if that's the case, I think they should have watched a little bit more of that surveillance footage on Milo, because clearly he never does he's a little anything. Fucking terror! Yeah, right. yeah, he never does anything that his mom tells him to. And that's um, the thing is, we see somewhere in here that they do watch the rest of his memories. Or at least Gribble has them. Yeah, we well, the, yeah, Gribble has his mom's memories, and when he sees this, Milo helpfully says, "Hey, that's my house, and that's me." Thanks. Yeah, we. Thanks, ass. Thanks, idiot. Troy, shut up. So the, the we have a time limit now. Uh, at sunrise, his mom's brain is going to be drained, and she's going to fucking ex- later as we learn, fucking vaporize. Yeah. Uh. When the sunlight is focused through, like, seven lenses to power a machine, it all seems needlessly complicated. Yeah, it's... I don't... But that's okay, because we're going to rescue her, so Gribble's like, alright, we're going to disguise you as a Martian, and you're going to go up there and save her, watch out for the sis. I I did a double take, like, huh? Yep, same. Wait, what? (laughs) What do you mean? What? What? <laughs> Apparently, sis is the is the 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 administrator's like, or excuse me, the supervisor's uh, security forces, I guess. But I they guess. keep saying sis. It's S I S S, and I don't know what that's supposed to stand for. I don't think we ever actually find out the full acronym. Supervisor is super swell squad. <laughs> oh fucking no! It doesn't matter. The whole point is that this is actually a plan by Gribble to get Milo caught. Yeah, Gribble's a real so piece of shit So that he can here. be cool and rescue him. 
And then Milo will think he's cool and hang out with him. Sure, man. Cool. That's how that works. Yeah, man. Nice. Uh, so obviously this goes wrong immediately. We <laughs> do see like the, like they're all just. It seems the mostly what Martians do when they aren't do like doing stuff is marching around in circles. In very while like, the supervisor yells at them that apparently don't notice. If, yeah, they're they're marching um, around in like very specifically organized groups that apparently don't notice an extra person being added in. That's also a little short to be a stormtrooper. Yeah, way too short. Uh, Milo has a quip when he sees the supervisor. Mars needs Botox. Uh, how do you not, how do you know what that is? You're, You're like nine. Um. Fuck, I mean, <sighs> he gets caught immediately going through a security check run because of course he does. Uh, they track Gribble's transmission to his hideout because ah. of course they do. Gribble tries to do the thing to rescue him, but he hits the wrong trap door button. And then he just like smashes his hands against his console trying to hit the right one. Why did, like, I don't know, man. Why isn't, why can't you just hit the button next to it? I d- I d- so he manages Smile manages to escape probably do some bullshit that Gribble did Uh, Gribble gets captured by the Sis and then we first meet Key (laughs) because Milo is like crawling around a, a power shaft or something it looks like the fucking death star engine room yeah right and we see key doing her graffiti thing um and then they they see each other and they run yada yada turns out he's he's human uh he's wearing the translator that gribble has the whole time which translates martian into extremely grammatically incorrect um english it reminds me a lot of Starfire from Teen Titans, but way worse. Yeah, right. Because they have the thing where it's like, uh, there's no past tense or whatever. It's like, I am giving or whatever. That that sort of dumb bullshit. That would drive me nuts, and I don't know why it's a thing. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Uh, Starfire at least didn't really do that. She just like was had a very stilted way of talking. Um but this is thankfully we don't get it too terribly much because as it turns out, Key learned how to speak us, English from a '70s sitcom. I guess like a fucking Cheech and Chong movie. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's bad. It's very bad. Her, She's her saying first, all sorts of shit. Her first English lines in this movie are, "Hey man, watch it. I ain't the fuzz." Yeah. And that's uh, that's all you really need to know about Key. She just says things like that uh, the whole time. And then I died. Uh, so she's she's smart. She learned, like I guess, the supervisor and some old fuck <laughs> were watching Cheech and Chong for some reason. She just downloaded all of it and watched all of it and learned English that way on her iPhone. On her iPhone and on her Mars phone. Uh, this is and this is where like, what's a mom? One smile is like I gotta find my mom. And she's like, what's that? Oh well, a mom is someone who takes care of you. She's kind. She takes me to Disneyland, making me a hot chocolate, tucking me in at night. 
She does everything for me. Gee, I sure was a jerk to her earlier. Yeah, yeah. Movie resolved. He's learned the lesson. He already basically had, but now he says it out loud. And then, and then he uh, he comes to the conclusion that Gribble must have been also been a kid when he when he came here and he didn't tell him for some reason. Why wouldn't he tell me? Yeah, good question. It is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't fucking know. And like, I can get you so know. So then we cut. Like I, I so my favorite part of the movie. I, I can I can get you know from Gribble's side if it was just that he was holding off on not wanting to tell Milo your mom's about to die because that's yeah I guess that's a really heavy thing sure. to lay on someone. But, like, not telling him anything, though. How is that helpful? Yeah, by the it's... So, this uh, we're coming on, on my favorite part of the movie, which is uh, Gribble is about to be executed by firing squad. <laughs> Why does Milo the nine-year-old know what a firing squad is? Yeah, I have a lot of questions about what kind of media his mom is letting him watch. What kind of internet contact blocker is his mom using? I mean, None. for real... He sees the, like, like, burned outline of a person on a big glass <laughs> wall, and he's like, oh my god, those burn marks, they're gonna take him to shoot him? They're taking him to a firing squad? Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> he's about to get fucking lit up and die. But unfortunately, uh, they save him. Um, they rescue him. Milo and his weird robot, uh, Gribble's weird robot cat. I called two cat, I guess. Because um, I guess one cat must have failed or something. They give. So he picks up one of the rifles, and the superhero is like, "All right, shoot the kid," uh, but he won't do it because she's good. So instead, she takes it apart. Does something else? She shoot, yeah, she like takes. Oh yeah, she takes it apart. Gives Milo a pistol. Nah. Um, which she uses to shoot the floor around them to to like. Go. I, I don't even know, really know how he knows that there's like a thing underneath the floor. I don't know. This is the um, thing that I love seeing in movies, and I couldn't even enjoy it because everything else. Yeah, it's not. It's not even like he, it's not even like a beam though. Like it would cut through the floor. He just shoots it eight times and then, and like, then stomps on it, and that somehow does it. Yeah. And by the way, during all of this, Gribble shits himself by having a gun fire slightly near him, not even at him. Like, Milo sort of, is clearly standing, like, a foot away from him and shooting. You are fine. Yeah, and he's like, ah! Whoa! Ah! Um, and so this is where we learn about... Oh, yeah, technically, I guess we forgot to mention it. Gribble has a friend, like, a Martian male friend named Wingnut. Yeah, I guess. He hangs out with. I don't know. It's important, but I don't care. Because um, this is where we learn about like yeah the gender stratification of mars uh they take all the female hatchlings and dump all the male hatchlings into the fucking trash pile to be raised by the other trash boys yeah because i guess the women wanted the reason to is work that, and the men just wanted to dance and hug i think is what they literally I guess, say i don't know what is going on there we don't have time to unpack all of that. I don't even want to. Um, even if we had time, I don't want to. One of my friends said, one of my friends said that this movie has a has a uh, like a, a fucking eighties sitcom idea of what gender is, and I feel like this is becoming more and more true. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's accurate. Um, so this is where we learn that Gribble or George Ribble. I hate it. We, Gribble. Learn, Gribble his, is the last name. name. Is Gribble is a last name that yeah, exists? Ribble. Just let it be his last name. Yeah, no, it's Ribble. 
I hate it. I hate George it so much. Ribble. Uh, we learned that Mr. Ribble uh, is the emotional core of the movie. He hasn't earned that. You what? haven't earned that movie. You're fucking kidding me, right? So we, this is where we learn all about his sad backstory, which is that his mom was abducted, and just like Milo, he stood away on the ship, yeah, and he, he tried to rescue her, but he was too late, and he watched his mom get fucking vaporized. Yeah. He specifically says earlier in the movie that the hatchlings pop up like every 25 years, which is very specific and whatever. I don't fucking care. But that means that he must be literally his mom must have been the most recent mom that they took. Yep. Which I guess means that his mom raised key. So do it that way. Technically, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I don't really want to. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah, he watched his mom die. Um Movie, you can't, you can't put this on this guy, you, this fucking annoying piece of shit character. He has not earned like, this. You should not tie your movie's emotional arc to the funny fat man, um, especially if it's done in such a hack ass way. Like, man, I don't know. I don't know if we really needed this arc for Gribble. No. I don't know if we really needed Gribble. I don't know if we really needed this movie. <laughs> but we got all of them. So in fairness, this is where we learn. In fairness, we talked earlier about all the things that we would have gotten had this movie not happened. And yeah. each one of those sounds like they would have been bad. So I guess maybe it was like a dark ritual to prevent the Yellow Submarine remake from happening. Um... So this is where the movie made me go fucking insane because Key reappears, they meet each other, and then they uncover ancient I, glyphs no. that reveal that the Martian fucking matriarch is suppressing the nuclear family. Sure, sure, and I, like, fucking t- course. I like tore my skin off like a fucking cosmic horror protagonist seeing into the eyes of the abyss. We find, yeah, in in a in a place that's got a bunch of phosphorescent whatever glowing paint. Almost exactly like the graffiti that he's been doing by weird fucking coincidence. I don't even care. Um, it's like we find a carving I, I of just... literally someone. T- it's it it staged like one of those family photos that you get taken at J.C. Penney because it's just a mom and a dad holding a baby, and she's like, "Yo, what's this?" It made me lose my shit, and I continue losing my shit because then uh, he and. Gribble start flirting immediately. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he finds out she's the no one that's way. been doing the graffiti. Because he mentions earlier, I don't know who's doing that, but they're cool. And, and, and she's like, damn, you look cute when you turn red. Because he's blushing and he's got a huge boner. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this shit? <laughs> I don't want it. Disney, I don't, I don't want, want it. it. I don't want any of this. Take this movie back. I don't want back. any of this. So they're... They're running out of time. They're gonna put mom in the fucking yeet chamber. Watch out! Yeet chamber. Um, we gotta get. We gotta get up there. We gotta save mom. Uh, fucking literally, I I wrote here a whole bunch of bullshit happens, and they rescue Milo's mom and also topple the supervisor. Because that's all I can really describe. The Martian males got captured at some point, so they released them, uh, and they just tell them we not tell Wingna to go down the chute to rescue the hatchlings. Oh yeah, and we get a reprise There's... of the fucking pantomiming. 
because that's what we needed. Sure, it's really funny. Um, this is the more he wanted to fuck Gribble. Uh, want to do that loving thing, as she keeps saying. I hate it. Uh, Milo's got a got a got a fucking respirator. He's he's going out there. He's gonna get his mom out of the fucking yeet chamber. Uh, while Gribble and Key fight the supervisor, and then the males pop in and they cause chaos and there's guns going off everywhere the blah, blah, blah. point is the uh mom wakes up no and no, when she sees no, she's on mars no hang on no because no there's a as much as i hate the whole rest of this movie it disrespects curiosity and i will not let that stand Oh, wait, does it? Yeah, as he's running he trips over the mars rover which unless we had it oh that's one, bullshit i'd Unless we had a different one uh, at some well, I, point and it wasn't Curiosity. But either way... There's, uh, he, this is 2011. Let's see. He shouts... Uh, let, me, let me look. His, he shouts, what dummy left this here? And then keeps running. And I'm like, his name is Curiosity? And you will show him some respect. Okay, it launched in 2011. So this one wasn't Curiosity. It was... Okay, well... Whatever one was before that. Either Spirit, way. Spirit, I think? Either way. Yeah, Spirit. Spirit. His on name... Mars from 2004 to 2010. His, his name is Spirit, then, and you will show him some respect, you little shit. <laughs> Fuck Milo. Yeah, so he, he gets to his mom, wakes her up, and immediately she gives the only proper uh, response to realizing she's in Mars Needs Moms, <laughs> which is a horrified scream of anguish yeah like a solid 10 seconds yeah oh you got it felt longer than that beautiful thank you john cusack so then (sighs) we get to the like needlessly dramatic climax Uh. it's insane um so all right first of all a lot of things have to happen here uh gripple sets the launch code to his own fucking name on the ship and then has this whole um, fucking thing about I thought my name would be better because you know Key would be something dumb to make the startup of an engine. Although actually, now that I think about that, that's actually kind of perfect because you know a key is something that unlocks things and starts engines and 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 trails off because he's blushing again. And we didn't need this. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. But the point is that. <laughs> that that whole thing is set up so that Key, who was in the cockpit when Gribble gets like owned by something, uh, can yell out his name and then accidentally start the launch sequence. That's all it is. That's all. <laughs> and then so they got the respirators. Um, it's some, but but so the supervisor shoots at, at Milo's mom. Gribble. Uh, snap bats the, the rifle out of her hands Milo trips and smashes his fucking air helmet yeah th- um, this right here this is this right here this is the book that's all this is all the book is Martians show up like, they take his mom they, he stows on their ship to go to Mars and catch up to them it turns out the Martians literally need moms to take them to soccer practice and shit. I don't fucking know. It doesn't oh matter. God. Milo, his name is Milo in the book, goes to find his mom, immediately beefs it coming out of the ship. His helmet shatters. The thing that happens here happens in the book that his mom gives up her helmet for him. And the book just trails off with him shouting, 
help her. She's my mother. And then, like, basically just saying, and he was with her when she woke up in bed the next morning. And I don't, even that makes more sense and is more coherent than this. I just, I hate all of it. It's so stupidly dramatic every single thing that happens in the last 10 minutes of this movie i thought for a hot minute because not only kill the mom and i was gonna give this movie (laughs) if they had actually gone through with it oh man i mean we know that they are not opposed to killing moms they did they just did earlier that's true Uh, so yeah of course she gives the helmet up and she starts to pass out she like rips the handle off so that he can't put it back on her which i mean fair I guess. And then Gribble remembers something. Uh, and I, I just gotta say, you're real lucky that this russet-ass piece of shit respirator still works after, like, 25 years on the Martian surface. That dude. it's even still there. And that's another thing. Yeah. Why do the Martians need space helmets on their own planet? That it's maintained, too, because you would think it would have fallen apart at this point. Yeah, I don't... All of this seems extremely very super contrived, but yeah, he puts the old helmet that he went for his mom onto her mom uh, Milo's mom. So you see, he got to save the mom after all. It's fine. Fuck you. Get out of the movie, girl. Go fuck your high alien girlfriend or whatever. I don't give a shit. (laughs) The supervisor goes on a rant about how men are stinky. I don't know. It's bullshit. I genuinely do not know. Her entire reason was that she was kind of annoyed by how much they wanted to hug yeah, that's all they ever talk about, is just that the men wanted to hug. Like, not that they were bad caregivers, not that there was some kind of civil war, which I would have allowed, fine. No, the men wanted to dance and hug, and we wanted to work. Stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. I can't. But anyway, Key, sh- Key shows everyone the picture that she took of the carving, and everyone is immediately on her side. Nobody questions it. They call the supervisor evildoer and cart her off and hooray now all of society is fixed in this one damn moment sure whatever all this all all listen all they needed was to have the proper god-given nuclear family all right Uh. just like good god-fearing martians so we're back on earth um I don't know. Gribble says, yeah, I, I kind of want to stay on Mars and fuck my hot alien girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, my... Also, I don't have any friends here and my mom is dead. So like, well, who gives a shit? Yeah, he... I'm just going to go back on Mars. Yeah, it, it's been 25 years. Gribble legally no longer exists on Earth. So it's, yeah, it doesn't matter where he goes. definitely like, yeah. So Milo asks if then... they'll ever meet, if he'll ever see Gribble again. And I'm going to level with you, kid. No, no, you're not. No, absolutely not. Gribble says, I'll figure something out, but Gribble doesn't give a shit about this kid. Fuck you. It's gonna be Gribble test. Once again, hot alien girlfriend. He will n- He will never speak to you again, Milo. And you know what? You should be grateful for that, because Gribble fucking sucks. Mars is stuck with him now. I give them, like, two years tops before they kill and eat him. Put him in the yeet chamber. Yeah, put him in the yeet chamber. Not not for, like, sucking out his brain or anything, just, to, just for laughs. Um, and then Milo's dad comes back and is like, oh, wow, gee, it sure seems like you had some kind of adventure. And they're like, ha ha. Um, Milo goes to take out the trash and shoots it to burn it with a fucking laser pistol he still has. He still has the fucking gun. 
he has Martian tech here, and he makes the weirdest face I've ever seen when he, as he looks at the camera, and that's... That's it. No, no, because that's, that's not it. It, it. it cuts ahead to an un, unknown amount of time. He now has her own set of Power Rangers that are going around graffitiing all of Mars. Um, they, again, they hook up the rover to, I don't know, something in their society. No, yeah, they hook up the existing Mars rover to show it, like, their own pictures, and we see scientists at NASA freaking out because, I mean, in fairness, of course they would. But uh, I, See, I didn't watch the credits because I just wanted this movie to be done with. The credits... The, uh, the I credits, didn't see any of this. The, the credits are just showing us different scenes throughout the movie, but this time just of the mocap actors. Kind of like, I think The Last of Us did something like that over its credits. It feels familiar. <laughs> well, that's... So yeah, that's Marzi's Moms. We did it. We talked about Marzi's Moms. Hooray. Fucking... We somehow survived. Yeah, but it was... I'll give it this. It's short. Yeah. It's like 90 minutes. It felt like an eternity. It felt like a fucking interminable, like, march to my death. But I'm still here. Even though I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I'll know about Gribble for the rest of my life. I'll be on my fucking deathbed and I'll be thinking about Gribble yeah. and getting mad. Now, now, listeners, we talked a lot about how the, the plot and the characterization and all of that stuff sucks. I cannot stress to you enough, the visuals in this movie, they're also bad. Hideous. When Gribble is digging up a- his space helmet, it literally just has, like, basically like you would see in a, in a cheap shitty cg movie where it just kind of like lowers every time he moves his hands vaguely over it he's not actually digging clumps out of it it's just smaller yeah it's a very very ugly movie the humans Um, somehow look okay this was where julie and i disagreed she thought the humans were like not that she thought they were good looking she thought they were okay i think they're worse to look at than the martians she said it's the other way around so you know your mileage Milo your Milo age will vary. In some shots, oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Milo looks like he's fifty years old in some shots. Yeah, no, it, there are some shots where it would have been fine to keep him voiced by an adult because hot diggity damn. Gribble, Gribble, and Mom actually are are basically just their actors, by the way. Yeah, like their their faces are extremely based on Joan Cusack and Dan Fogler. Um. Which is weird. I don't know. We should get to questions. I'm sure people want to know all about the wonderful world of... Hey, why isn't Marzine's Moms in any of the theme parks? Why isn't there a Marzine's Moms ride? Oh, what even... Because I don't think even Disney you... is that cruel. Yeah. Where we go to Mars and we... and we It's like a, it's like a dark ride and the last slot is this gribbling key having wild alien sex. No. I don't know. What else can you do with this movie? No, the last, the last, the last. I, I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that Gribble and Key, like, literally as soon as they meet. Uh, there are any fucking questions on Twitter? No. All right. Well, I'll take the mailbag then. Uh, uh, Deep Sea asks, "Do you think the Laser Pistol Kid keeps seen in this film?" had major repercussions on the world at large. No, because he's a dumbass kid. He probably just kept it to himself. Also, it looks like that was literally the last of the charge that it had. Yeah, so, I mean, you could probably still reverse engineer some crazy shit from a dead Martian, like, 
yeah, laser pistol. You probably could. But no, he, you probably he, could, but my he put that thing in his sock drawer and yeah, forgot about exactly. it. He doesn't have the attention span for it. If it if it were anyone like, that was more responsible or more ambitious, yes, this would have a huge impact. But Milo is such a little piece Even of shit. Even frickin' Artemis Fowl would probably find something to do with that gun. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess Martians might start trading their technology with humanity anyway, yeah, since they revealed themselves. But it would end very badly. Yeah, it would end with, uh, you know, like the first Martian war or whatever, because, you know, you know how... You know war. how <laughs> Oh God! America's freedom you know somehow how... got to Mars. God. Turns out there's oil on Mars. Who knew? Yeah. Um, uh, DC also asks, "What skill would aliens abduct you for?" Cooking. Oh. Pro MLG gaming skills. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they would abduct me for cooking. Be like, needs... hey, she makes unhealthy stuff that tastes really good. We're gonna take that. Mars needs gamers. Yeah, I can, I can clap with one hand, and I've only ever met two other people that could. So they would think I'm some <laughs> kind of oddity and put me behind glass, or I'd just be doing this all day. I'm clapping with one hand right go. now, Stephen. Yeah, I guess it's not like audible. I guess it's like you have to be able to clap, clap with one hand. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because mine is like I can hear it because you know my hand's right next to my head, but I know y'all can't. <clears throat> Ow! <laughs> <laughs> you hurt yourself. <laughs> No, the burr part. <laughs> <laughs> Dapper asks, do you have a favorite mocap animated movie? Oh, God. The, um, the only mm-hmm. other one I've seen is Beowulf, and I don't remember any of it. Outside of like, I've seen uh, all of the other Zemeckis nightmares. Uh, I guess the one that I have the least animosity towards is probably Monster House, because it has like an art style. Yeah. That one looks okay. Like, I've it doesn't never seen look... it. It's it's not it's not horrible. It's not bad. It's not horrible. It's it's, it's, a, it's an all right time. It's like a good watch on Halloween. You put it on maybe in like it's like the the the, the th- like either the first movie of the marathon or like the third one where everyone's a little drunk. <laughs> you're not really watching it anymore. It's, I mean, it's got a surprisingly little bit of a dark bit in it, but I don't know. I think Grayson might get yes. a kick out of it. Probably would. Yeah, I think I think it's I think you should uh, you should try that. It's it's a fun movie. Um, it's like a it's like a period piece and all that stuff. It's it's all right. It's that is the one that is definitely the 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 best out of this batch because the Polar Express is a is one boring, <laughs> two a nightmare. Um, Beowulf, I don't know, just kind of sucks. I and the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol is like fine, I guess, but okay. once again, kind of boring. Yeah, not really memorable. Like, they don't let him carry out ha. in that film. He doesn't like. Right. He doesn't. Yeah. He he's like weirdly restrained. Which you is, don't do that to Jim Carrey. He, right. What's the point of having Jim Carrey then? Sidemon asks, "How does it compare to Monsters vs. Aliens?" I, now, I'm not going to say Monsters vs. Aliens is good because it's not. I'd rather really. watch Monsters um, vs. Aliens compared to this. Oh, definitely. Like Monsters vs. Aliens is worlds above this. Monsters vs. Aliens. Looks better, yeah. I guess that's not really hard, <laughs> but it definitely looks better. Um, it has like, oh god, Seth Rogen is in that movie. Yeah, he? he's Bob. Yeah, okay, he's that's the right. fucking Bob and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Isn't Hugh Laurie in that one? Doesn't he play like an ant or something? Yeah, he's the cockroach. That's yeah, doctor. And then there's uh, Stephen Colbert yeah. in it as well. He's he's the president. 
So, like, it definitely has, like, a better voice cast, like, of funnier people, and has some jokes in it, which is more than you can say for this. Uh, one, of, one of the jokes, I, I didn't write it down, but I, it's just been sitting in my head, is, like, when, when they're going to rescue his mom, Bribble's like, and by the time they figure out we're gone, we're going to be chilling on Earth, eating Smurf Crunch, and watching He-Man. Stop! Get it? Like the 80s. Remember the nineties? Remember back? Remember Back to the Future? I'm just thinking of the the fucking that that uh, the Demi Adjuave uh, theme to Ready Player One video that I, that I love so much. I'll post it after we're done here because it's very good. Countess uh, <laughs> Casey asks the hardest question. You have we have one gun and one bullet. Who do we kill from this? In film? the movie, they had a <laughs> She had to specify in this movie specifically. Um. Gribble, not even Gribble. an argument, or not even Gribble. a contest, rather. Gribble. Yeah, I guess it would be unethical to shoot a child. I mean, so, I guess. Gribble. Milo yeah. annoyed me I mean, slightly less than Gribble, but it's yeah. not—it's a could low we, bar. Yeah, Gribble. Could we technically though use the bullet to cause a chain reaction of destruction that, that would take out say, both Milo just... and Gribble? Yeah, can we, like, shoot the fucking propane tank or whatever? Can we Rube Goldberg this shit? I mean, in case you didn't say we should. just get rid of everyone? Can we shoot... (laughs) Can we shoot something that will cause the core of Mards to collapse? There we go. And kill everything on the surface. That would be... That would be... I would do a trick shot to murder everyone. Can we shoot... Um, Because as long as you only use the one bullet, we technically wouldn't be breaking the rule. Can we shoot Key as they're going into the wormhole so that she, like, crashes them and they all die? Ooh, ooh, what if we fire the bullet into the wormhole? Sure. There we go. I guess we'd find out. Um, <laughs> not, really, well, not really a question, but we'd have a good a good uh, interaction here with Deep CS. What if Mars these lesbians? And, and Casey says, I'm not letting these fuckers lay a hand on me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deep Sea also asks, what are some children's books y'all remember from when you were a kid? I always loved the book how do dinosaurs say goodnight because i was a big dinosaur Aww. kid as i have talked about previously uh that was my favorite one as a kid i think like the only yeah, one I... there's also the classics like goodnight moon uh i liked magic attic club and of course the uh magic school bus books i'm sure i had yeah. more but the only one i really I... remember is like velveteen rabbit and some of the berenstein bears books i think I read a fair amount of the Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse was like, good too. Yeah, so those are those are the big ones I remember. And you know, Magic Treehouse is definitely like the step up from stuff like that, where it's like early reader novels. Yeah. So like, I'm still counting it as kids books. Like Magic Attic Club is kind of like Magic Treehouse, except with that one, it's like the an attic. The group of girls they would like change. They would like play dress up basically, and when they did that, that's what transported them to whatever. Instead of being manipulated by Morgan Le Fay going back in time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so wild. It was Morgan Le Fay the whole time in the Magic Treehouse books. I love it. What would you ask Seth Green about this film if you got to ask him a question about this <laughs> hey, film? Why? Hey, Seth. Hey, how's it feel to be replaced by a child? Yeah, how does it... Yeah, I would say, how does it feel to get replaced by some no-name kid actor? No, be, hey, Seth. And he would probably say, pretty good. I didn't have to be in Marsney's Moms. Although, apparently, you can find, like, his full voice track on the Blu-ray. There's, like, a trick to doing it. Jesus, of course oh, there is. Of course there is. There's a Blu-ray release of this? Why? I don't know, Nero. Why? Why? Someone Why thought of it. They have so many things. 
they have so many things in the Disney vault that they don't want to release for I'm stupid reasons. Sure that's what I read. I'll double check on it. And yet, yeah, there is a Blu-ray. They released Marsty's Moms on Blu-ray. Yep. Honestly, I was surprised that the Disney logo was in front of this movie, by the way. Oh. Like, the, the real one. Yeah, right? It's also on the internet archive, apparently, by the dude that found it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank God I don't have to buy the Blu-ray to watch the Seth Green cut. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch a little bit of it just to compare how bad it is oh. to the... Uh, Casey also asks, you've only got one pre-1990s sitcom you can uh, watch. No other shows or movies. What will it be? Uh, Pre-90s. I watched a fair amount of Gilligan's watch? Island when I was a kid. I'd probably be okay with that. Wait, is that pre But forever? Actually, I take that back. I don't know. I don't know if there's... I don't know Gilligan's if there's one Island survive forever. on forever. Is Cheers pre-90s? Yes, Cheers is pre-90s. It extended I, into the 90s, but it definitely started. Yeah, you know what, actually? Kate was on a kick for a while where she watched that, so whenever I was hanging out, I would see that come on. So yeah, I, I guess Cheers is okay. I guess I would do that one. I don't really watch that many pre-90s sitcoms, but I guess, like, I don't know, MASH? So that'd be alright. <sighs> I guess... Like pre '90s sitcoms forever is a rough is a rough right. uh, choice here. Um, let's see, and of course the most important one. Casey also asks, "What cartoon mom is the hottest?" Um, Elastigirl gets the immediate dangerous, dangerous question here. Hmm. Dexter's mom. Yeah, that's a classic. Dad's trophy. Oh, here uh, we go. Buzzfeed article: see. twenty-two or twenty-three cartoon moms who are definitely milfs. Thanks. Thank you, BuzzFeed, for your service. Um, Sailor Moon's uh, mom is in here. What the hell? What the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> Sailor Moon's mom is on, is on this list. All right, someone's simping over at BuzzFeed. I'm still trying to think of a... I don't know why I'm blanking on cartoon moms all of a sudden. Also, you could argue uh, Helen Parr. This is incredible. Yeah, no. Yeah, La- yeah. Elastigirl gets the immediate first vote. Linda Belcher is on this I keep thinking of the aunt from Big Hero 6, but she's categorically not a mom. Oh, mother figure, she's maybe. She's an, she's an yeah, idol. No, no, listen, there's, there's, a billion, there's a billion cartoon MILFs yeah. you can find all over this the, our, the great history of animation. None of them are to be found in Mars Needs Moms. Uh, Maddie from Danny Phantom is on this list, which that's accurate. Oh, okay, that one. That's the one. They, that's my they answer. They have Delia Ketchum from Pokemon on this list. What the fuck? All right, now we're did... moving on. We're moving on to Deep Sea's next question: What cartoon mom is the worst mom, and which one is the best? Worst mom, Timmy Turner's mom. Or I was gonna say Mother Gothel. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of that's kind of cheating a little bit, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, best one. Objectively worst cartoon parents. Thanks, Ranker. Let's go. Why the fuck do you keep finding these articles? <laughs> just, the, just the first result on Google. Oh my god, uh, Peter and Lois Griffin is the number one entry on Ranker's list, and Lois Griffin was the first one on the list. Oh yeah, they're list. also pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Why are you going down that rabbit hole, Steven? I guess best cartoon mom. Uh, I'm still sticking with uh, Elastigirl. I mean, she manages to chase yeah. around two bigger kids plus a baby and still saves the world. Plus, like, Marge Simpson, you know. she's pretty good. Yeah, she's holding she's holding that whole damn family together. Yeah, yeah. somehow. 
I think and then finally, which proves that if you take Marge out of the picture, the family life falls apart. Yep. And finally, our final question, once again from Deep Sea: What do aliens actually need instead of moms? <laughs> I, like I answered that one in the, in the yeah. um, thread. Yeah. Would you like to? Would you like to? Uh, <laughs> because I believe this is a perfect answer. Would you like to restate it for the audience? Yes. Um, I answered in the Discord. I put it on spoiler tags, uh, just in case. I put a restraining order. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's it. That's Disney Minus. Plug time. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. You can uh, you can find my other shows various places. Uh, she Raw Podcast, which is wrapped up. We're going to be uploading the uh, the two actual play episodes with uh, with the, some of the people over from Strangers Fiction, where we played the Shira inspired game for the honor. Uh, and you can find all that. that should be coming in the next couple of months. Find that over at Podcast to Power. Current show is Prime Cuts, where me and host of Pod Agreed Audrey go through uh, the the history of the Transformers franchise on television yeah. non-linearly, starting with Transformers Armada. Uh, you can find that over at Prime Cuts Pod. Um, you can find my upcoming podcast, which should be posting its preload episodes soon, Radio Free Heidelin, the full and comprehensive look at everything every uh, the full text of final fantasy 14 critically acclaimed mmorpg with the free trial that goes up through uh, level 60 including all of the ex- expansion heavensward over at heidelin radio on twitter you can find uh, the podcast at disney minus pod you can find me at marshmallow spelled like marshmallow but with my name in it you can find dad underscore tastic where i post dad jokes at this point just whenever i kind of feel like it and cat cat i believe you have an announcement to make on uh this front i do of course as always you can also find me as on this podcast and also on the off weeks where steven's taking me through the entire kingdom Hearts series but also after much <laughs> persuasion i have a <laughs> i now have a twitter and you can find me at uh, z minus 87 <laughs> she got bullied by my wife into making a twitter I did, but it's mostly just stream of consciousness stuff, and also I'm thinking I might be live tweeting reactions to bad horror movies. There you go. Oh, oh, have you watched The Curse of Humpty Dumpty yet? The fuck? I haven't done it yet. If Depending on when I get back from visiting uh, sister and nephew, I may do that tonight. If not, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, Nero, I was tooling around on Tubi, and I found, it's called The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. It is it says it it's based horrible. it says it's based on the folklore tale. I could not find anything relating to that that was not just the movie itself. They made up a folk tale to say that it was based on And from what Steven I has mean, told me about it, there is nothing that you could say, Oh yeah, that was inspired by the nursery rhyme. No. Yeah, I presume they're just talking about the nursery rhyme of Humpty Dumpty, right? Nothing from, I guess, but... There's nothing that could be construed as coming from the nursery rhyme. No, it's a mom who has recently been diagnosed with dementia and her two adult daughters moving into their old homes because the daughters feel like, hey, you know, maybe this will kind of help mom's memory a little bit. And then they find, like, a human-sized-ass doll named Humpty Dumpty, oh. and then murders start happening... And also a cult is involved. Right. Okay, so literally nothing to do with Humpty Dumpty. Unless, at all. We, at unless all. there's like a missing or a lost verse that we're not aware of. 
No. I looked it up once. There are extra verses. I looked it up once because I was like, what's this based on? Um, consensus seems to be that it was based on a canon. So that's kind of cool. But... <laughs> Well, we're not watching the Christopher Humpty Dumpty next time, so what are we watching next right. time? Right, okay, this was based on a children's book that was also kind of bad, and the movie turned out to be terrible, and it oh, made no. me so mad that I wanted to go back. I watched this movie yesterday, it still holds up, I will vouch for it. I wanted to go back and watch a movie that's also based on a children's book, but that is good, so next time, we will be watching Meet the Robins. Fuck. Wait, which one? That was gonna be my choice. <laughs> Meet the Robinsons. Hey, I got scooped by the RMD. This was going to be my choice for next time. <laughs> I like Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, it's good. It's- I watched it recently. Uh, it's fine. It's definitely got that late 2000s. We don't need Pixar anymore, Steez, Which uh, Yeah, it's definitely got that going on. No, you guys definitely need you guys definitely need Pixar. Yeah, no, you do. They do. Because there's a lot of th- that period is like, what is like, Bolt... Meet the Robinsons, technically Tangle, although that one was way more successful than the others. Right. Yeah. Well, and even Meet the Robinsons um, was more successful than Bolt. Bolt is weird. I like Bolt. It's Bolt good. Is very strange. Oh, it wasn't long before Miley Cyrus ran off the rails, I think. Yeah, that was like kind of the last thing she did in the Disney sphere before fucking breaking free. Um, John Travolta Dog. Yep. I don't know, man. All very weird. So yeah, next time Meet the Robinsons. Hey, yeah. Where, uh, you know, our- I'm down with it. Sure, let's do it. That movie came out in 2007. so much better than this movie that came out in 2007. It came out when, Steven? Meet the Robinsons came out in 2007 2007. and was so much better than this movie that came out in fucking 2011. I think I saw Meet the Robinsons in theaters with my family. I was working at a movie theater when that came out, and I watched it on my breaks a couple of times. I had graduated high school the year before, so depending on when in 2007, I had either just come home from my first year at college or was in my first year at college. It's a really good joke involving Tom Selleck in that movie. Yeah, That's all I it's remember. really good. Um, so, yeah, next time we'll be uh, meeting the Robinsons, I guess. Yeah. But until then, as always, uh, fuck Disney and fuck you in particular, Simon Wells. Oh, God, yeah, fuck Disney, fuck us, apparently, fuck space. Your great-grandfather would be so disappointed in you.